I feel like one of the ways that I'm helping people to heal um, in general, but also the medical trauma that so many people hold in their energy fields and bodies from negative experiences they've had with the healthcare system Mm. is by empowering them, teaching them how to heal themselves uh, with their awareness, with meditative techniques, breath work, that kind of thing. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Greg, and as always on this podcast, we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. Hey, all right, friends, we're back for another episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. And as I've been promising for quite a while, there's guests. And today we have a guest. And uh, rather than me attempting a poor introduction of my guest, I'm just going to pass it directly to you and uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me on and for letting me share uh, my story uh, with your listeners. And uh, so my name is Melissa Crawford. I am first and foremost a mom. I homeschool my son and um, I'm also a former medical doctor who officially left the system in 2022, um, but had my foot out the door for at least five years. And um, so over those that five to six year period, started to transition out of medicine and into um, training myself in some healing modalities, energy work and medical intuition, light therapy and holistic forms of detox. Um, as well as some yoga. So I really started that transition about six years ago. And um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different things that led to that transition. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want me to start getting into that now, or if you have any questions. Sure. Uh, yeah, the, the first one I'd say is, uh, where can people find you? Um, social media or website? And then yeah, let's hear about uh, how your interest came about. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, Melissa Crawford, another way to heal, and Instagram. My um, Instagram name is another way to heal, and Facebook, same thing, Melissa Crawford, another way to heal, and my website is www.melissacrawford.ca. So all of my offerings are there. I offer one one-on-one sessions um, and some group workshops. I have a Wild Hearts Collective membership plan where members uh, can be part of a collective and we get together um, on Zoom once a month and I offer remote healing once a month as well. So it's a group healing membership. And yeah, that's I think that's about it. I can be contacted through my website. That's the best way to get a hold of me or through any of my social media um, channels. I'm also on Telegram. Um, you can search my name as well. Perfect. Thank you very much. 
All right. And yeah, you uh, listed a lot of cool modalities that you practice and uh, many I'd like to try. But um, how did, yeah, how did your interest in natural healing develop? Yeah, that's, that's been uh, a journey. I grew up in a really like mainstream small town in Northern Ontario. There wasn't any natural healing modalities there. Everybody just went to the doctor. And um, so my exposure to alternative or natural healing didn't start till my adult years, sort of 18 to late 20s. Um, but I always knew since I was a child that I wanted to help people. I just wasn't quite sure exactly how that would look. And um, because I didn't have any other ideas about, you know, how I could help people other than the, the norm, sort of mainstream medicine, um, and I was really interested in health, so that's why I took a Bachelor in Health Sciences, I felt like studying to be a doctor was the way to go and that I could incorporate my interest in nutrition and psychology and physical health, anatomy and physiology and all these other things that I was interested in uh, into a practice as a family doctor. So that's what I studied initially. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout my journey in medical school, I felt like there was something really out of alignment with me in terms of what we were learning and how people were being treated. And I didn't, at first, I didn't really know what that was, except that I was very aware of the pharmaceutical influence on our education and on doctors and prescribing habits and that kind of thing. So I started to get really uncomfortable with that, I would say in my second year of medical school. And uh, it actually really dove me into like an existential crisis, a deep depression, and really trying to sort out like, do I really want to do this? Just something doesn't feel right. So eventually with some therapy and starting to get more of an interest in connecting with my spirituality through reading books um, and um, particularly books written by integrative medical doctors like Christiane Northrup, that mm -hmm. kind of helped me see that, okay, I could, I can just get through this really big challenge of, medical training, um, which, you know, on its own has a lot of, it's a lot of traumas um, that medical students experience and just burnout and that kind of thing. In addition to my, my feeling that there was something not in alignment with, with me, with my soul in that system. Um, but just having that, uh, that vision forward that I could be a different kind of doctor I could do things more naturally and if I just get through this time this training um, I can do things differently so that kept me going I, I did almost quit in second year but I kind of uh, just kept that vision that, that something different was possible so I kept going and then um, throughout my medical residency I still had that feeling I didn't really feel like I fit into fit into the system at all um, and then I had my son in my last year of family medicine residency. And that's when things really catapulted in a whole other direction. Um, 
uh, he, as a baby, you know, after he was born, he was very alert and healthy and happy. And um, there's lots of healthy interaction. He slept well and, you know, things were generally going well with some little issues with breastfeeding, but we got through it. Um, but then he had his uh, routine vaccinations and then everything just changed. Um, so he had eczema from head to toe all of a sudden. He stopped making eye contact. He stopped cooing, um, wasn't interacting the same way. And uh, he had severe digestive distress and went from sleeping for big chunks of time to waking up with this high-pitched scream about every 15 to 30 minutes. And um, so things got chaotic very and challenging very, very quickly. And when I would bring him to the medical doctors, the pediatrician, the family doctor, um, who were both really, really lovely people, uh, they really just didn't have the tools or the knowledge to help him. Um, and also when I commented on uh, how all these things started after his vaccinations, I was either dismissed, uh, you know, that my theory was kind of denied um, or I was just met with silence. So there wasn't anything other than antacid prescription pills for heartburn uh, that they could offer for me. And I knew that there must be some other way of helping him heal. I already knew about sort of integrative uh, functional medicine. So that's where I kind of started seeking out uh, the help of a functional medicine slash integrative medical doctor in, um, in a larger city a few hours away. And he was like the first medical professional to validate uh, what I had observed that uh, what I was seeing truly was a vaccine injury and, um, and that he has worked with many children with the same stories or similar stories. And he gave me hope that it was possible to, to help these kids. So that was a really positive experience. Um, I also signed up to work with a holistic nutritionist at the time online. And then she connected me with, um, aside from doing some nutritional, you know, uh, guidance, support, that kind of thing, and teaching me about what's going on um, in his system, because she'd uh, recovered her two children from very similar things uh, years before. So, uh, her guidance was really supportive, but she also really helped in connecting me with uh, practitioners that I would say were the game changers in my son's recovery. And that was a homeopath um, in uh, Hillcrest homeopathy. His name is Rudy Verspur. As soon as we started homeopathy, uh, my son started to smile again and laugh again and I started to notice just more alertness and more awareness and more uh, more socially connected again. Uh, I saw the spark come back in his eye that had gone. Um, so that was really quite powerful. And so we kept going with that. And she also um, connected me with another practitioner who was uh, and is a medical intuitive 
and she did theta healing and vibrational water medicine. Cool. So that's, uh, that was, that and the homeopathy were the two things that made the biggest difference uh, for my son in recovering. Um, so when I went through that experience of seeing what the medical system had done to him and to his health and what these pharmaceutical products did, but then the system wasn't able to support his recovery at all or even acknowledge what had happened. Um, and then I saw these other modalities that were more natural and frequency-based uh, completely transform his health. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't continue to stay in the system. Eventually, you know, I, I just had to leave and I had to pursue um, training. So I started to train in medical intuition and Reiki and Theta healing um, as well. And um, and I'm completing the, the vibrational water medicine course. It's a two-year program with the same practitioner who helped uh, my son recover all those years ago. It's in uh, about eight, nine years ago now. So I just felt at the time, like, I want to be able to do this. Uh, I want to be able to offer this kind of healing to people um, and give them hope that it's possible. And yeah, just have an effective treatment that really is safe and gentle and effective. So that was the, the bit about you know, how my son really just, like I said, catapulted me into the world of energy healing because I saw the miracles that happened with him. And I started my own healing journey at the same time with him because I was told by all these practitioners that if, you know, the parents, especially the mother, start to heal um, with their child that that's sick, the child will uh, heal more quickly. And that's what I noticed. I started to notice that the more I healed traumas and, and cleared emotions that had built up and detoxed myself and had clear energy, the more qu quickly my son started to heal. So, um, and, and then, so he got to a point where he was just doing really well, like aside from some really minor things, I knew that he, you know, wasn't going to live a life of disability anymore which um, is what it was looking like when he was younger with neurological regressions and brain swelling and that kind of thing and him regressing and losing skills I wasn't sure what his future would look like and and now you know 10 years he's 10 and a half now and he's happy and he's healthy and um, is you know on par developmentally and doing well with homeschooling and just such a joy. Uh, so I feel like I just have to share the kind of medicine that, that, that created that change for us. And so when he got to a point when he was about four and I knew, okay, he's, he's going to be okay. Um, I, I also started to feel like my health was a lot better and then six months later, I have um, a spinal injury that caused cerebral spinal fluid to leak. My dura was torn. 
that was creating brain injuries as well. And I was literally like removed from working as a family doctor. It was no longer possible for me to work uh, in that condition. So I went on medical leave and started another healing journey and just went mm-hmm. deeper um, with, with all the things that I needed to, to look at. And, you know, it took, took several years, um, two and a half years on medical leave. And, um, yeah, I, I overcame the dural tear. I was, I was sure that I wanted to do this and that I could do it without neurosurgery. And um, I was successful in that. And, you know, during my healing, it became apparent that there was other conditions at play that also were related to vaccine injuries, as well as, you know, past traumas and um, just repressed emotions and things like that. And so... And some of those conditions, I, you know, eventually found out soon after the spinal injury that I had breast cancer. And then eventually found out I had uh, my auto, uh, sort of my connective tissues in my whole body were breaking down. Uh, there was systemic inflammation and my spine was collapsing. Um, and just everything that was connecting all of the bones and muscles and organs in my system were just literally breaking down. Um, And also later developed this demyelinating condition, very similar to multiple sclerosis. So I've been through the ringer, um, not only with my son, but with all of these severe life-threatening conditions, some that could have put me in a wheelchair. And what helped me get through that are the exact same modalities that helped my son and that I'm now offering. So that's kind of like a little summary of what got me here. And, um, you know, and, and obviously there's, there's more, there's, there's reconnecting to nature was huge, which I know is like a big theme for you as well, Greg. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of some of the simplest things we can do to help ourselves are just, you know, we don't give them enough credit. And for me, like making sure that I connect to nature every day, even if it's just having time to put my bare feet on the earth in my yard every day, um, at least for a few minutes and connecting with the sun every morning and just resetting my circadian rhythm just those really simple things um, make a huge difference. And I know that because if I miss a day, um, it, like I feel the impact. I, I don't feel uh, like I have as much energy. My sleep might get disrupted and I, I just notice other imbalances. So, so it's energy work and uh, frequency-based medicine and reconnecting to nature that were all really pivotal for for my healing journey and continue to be. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is quite the journey you've had. And thank you for sharing everything, everything. I can't fathom what that was like to go through with your son or for yourself. But I also think it's really cool that when you started 
what you do were doing for yourself had such an impact on your son. And we see the entanglement of things across the universe. Yeah. How, um, yeah, you left, you were in the allopathic system and left it. Um, was it, it seems like that was just the natural progression of things. You know, here you are with this knowledge. These other things are working. We'll just go with what's working. What was it like? like were you working in the allopathic system in Canada of bringing things in? Or, you know, I can imagine it was quite challenging with your son's experience going right in the face of what we're commonly told is not, there's nothing wrong with these things that we're giving you. Um, it's all in your head. How, how was that? And also thank you for sharing because you've spoken about things that people don't like to acknowledge. Yeah. Um, just the degree of medical trauma, uh, was so significant, um, within my system, like to be dismissed that way and also not helped, uh, when we needed help, but also I had compassion for the doctors because they don't, they just don't know any different. That's how they're trained. Those are the tools they have and they're programmed in that way. And I was programmed in that way before too. Um, so yeah, in terms of my progression of things, when I, you know, came to realize these pharmaceutical products were were harming people and that really uh, through my research over looking at hundreds of studies that about nine, 10 years ago, I found three over 300 studies that were showing harm from vaccinations. And that just mm -hmm. led me down like all these other rabbit holes of, you know, how uh, these corporations are really harmful and harming us. And, and it, it's never really been about health. So it was really challenging to try to stay in a system uh, that muzzles doctors from speaking out about things like that, about the harms of pharmaceuticals, especially vaccinations. It's such a topic um, that is, you know, we, we've all been brainwashed and programmed in certain ways to believe that they saved the world from so many different infections. And um, I don't, uh, after all the research I've done over the last decade and everything that I've seen in myself, my clients, my son, I don't actually believe that what we've been told is the truth. <clears throat> and uh, I recommend that anybody who's interested in reading about, learning more about that, the, the true history of infectious diseases, um, consider looking at Dr. Suzanne Humphrey's book called Dissolving Illusions. It's, it's a game changer. Uh, anytime parents ask me about this topic, you know, they have fear about not vaccinating their kids. I recommend that book because when you realize the truth, um, rather than what we were programmed to believe, then it takes away the fear of not using those pharmaceutical products. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, it just, it just became unbearable to, to hide my truth and to not speak about it with patients. So I, um, and the fear of losing my license, um, or being, being audited, um, it just, it was always looming over my, my head. I felt like 
you know, being a more natural doctor, you know, I was talking to people about nutrition a lot and using supplements. That was my initial kind of toolkit as well as just talking to them about their life. So even as a medical student, I started working in that way. And I often got in trouble, sort of, you know, with my preceptors, because I was taking too much time with people. And um, so when I started to practice like these, you know, the 15 minute kind of visits, it, it just really, it burnt me out. I really wanted to spend more time with people because I knew that we couldn't do very much in 15 minutes. And I also knew that energy medicine is not welcome in the medical system um, and that I needed to find a way to, to do this other work that was so, so powerful for me uh, in my life. So um, there was the injury that took me out, but then, you know, as I started to heal over those few years, I, every time I thought about going back to being a family doctor, I felt sick to my stomach and I just knew that there was no way that I could go back and work within a system that had all these rules against uh, doctors speaking truth and had, um, you know, disciplinary actions against doctors speaking their truth about these kinds of things. And um, I just couldn't, I couldn't be limited that way. I needed to choose like freedom and authenticity and truth and integrity. So I did in 2021, um, reactivate my license and I gave it a try to be a holistic medicine consultant. And so I, I didn't want to do family medicine anymore. Um, and I chose to do holistic medicine consulting, which entailed basically lifestyle counseling and, you know, um, teaching some, some yoga, breathwork, meditation, talking to, about nutrition and uh, nature time and things like that. And I also at the same time had a private practice, which is still what I'm doing now of the energy work and medical intuition and detox stuff. So I was doing both for a little while, um, for about a year, and um, trying to stay in the system in this way where, I, you know, I, I was up front, I told all of my patients, including the College of Physicians, I'm not going to prescribe drugs, I'm not even going to be ordering any tests, I'm simply going to do this sort of holistic counseling. Um, and I, I enjoyed that for a little while, but I still couldn't get over the feeling of being, having this authority over me, um, and sort of dictating or, you know, watching or what I'm doing and how I'm practicing. And so I decided in 2022, um, that I just, I had to get out of there. I had to feel like really clear of the energetics of that system that just didn't feel clear and just go, go off on my own and just work privately doing what I most loved and still, still really love. And, you know, what was having the most impact for people. So yeah, I decided in 2022 to officially retire my medical license and, and just, there's no, no looking back anymore at that, but also appreciation of what I learned 
Um, I bring in a lot of the knowledge that I gained in my medical training, including I trained in functional medicine. I didn't complete it. I did about half of the courses simply because I got redirected into energy medicine. I knew that was my path, but I, I bring all of that knowledge into my energy work and medical intuitive sessions, that depth of knowledge of the human body. And um, yeah, just feel like it, it complements and offers like a solid foundation to what I'm doing and also helps me be a bridge, I think, for all those people who haven't yet considered using natural healing or energy work uh, for their own health issues. I've had many people tell me that they would never would have considered doing an energy work session, but because I was a doctor before, you know, somehow they, they trust me a little bit more, like there must be something to this <laughs> if a doctor leaves their profession to do this work. So I think that's important to have people in the alternative realms that can be that bridge uh, for people who previously only trusted and believed in the mainstream types of um, healthcare. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's been fascinating to see. I guess yeah, the, the depth and the amount of programming that people have and, you know, so, so whether we in whatever aspect of the allopathic system there is, it's, and it's also fascinating to see the openness of people to try something slightly outside of the mainstream narrative. And then all of a sudden, pow, all of these possibilities are open. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and thank you for mentioning the pressures that you're, you were under as a medical doctor with the 10 to 15 minute appointments, one question, here's your pills, kind of get out of there. Um, I know for me personally, when I switched to a naturopath, I was like hour long appointments. These are incredible. They, mm -hmm. you, you can talk to someone, find out how many times in your experience has life circumstances or diet or relationship issues been the the kind of catalyst for whatever is being experienced, you don't get that in a short appointment. And I wish that more people would, would be aware of that and start looking into alternatives um, or even we'll call them practices that work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And as you were going through your journey, I can imagine there are a lot of ups and downs with, you know, leaving the medical profession, starting on your own, having a, a private business. Um, what are some of the the challenges that you've faced as a, a doctor operating in the private now? You know, you're not part of the massive monopoly on healthcare uh, in Canada. Um, you know, you're working privately. How is how has that transition been for you? And I, I dare say that you're probably doing most of it yourself, the marketing, the accounting, the, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, just mm -hmm. how has how, how that gone? And share a little bit about that with us, if you could. Yeah, well, part of the ups and downs over the last six years, uh, five and a half years since I did my Reiki training, um, in terms of building my business related to these ups and downs with my health. So 
I'd be doing really great. And then something, uh, one of these autoimmune conditions would flare up before, you know, I officially had the chance to clear a lot of these things earlier this year. So I'm really um, fortunate for that. Um, but up until this year, there was just these ups and downs and I'd have to go off work for a month or two. And that really, that really disturbed the flow of like my building my my business um and but there was there was always you know always enough people um and i also homeschool my son like i said so hmm. time my time is limited and he is my priority so uh i do my best you know with working a couple maybe three days a week on average um, and sometimes that, that is just impacts people in terms of availability of my schedule and that kind of thing, but that's what's best for me. So yeah, there's definitely been ups and downs. I would say that I'm on a upward trajectory now, um, uh, with my health being better. I have more energy to put into, uh, doing my own marketing and, you know, making, uh, posts on social media, writing articles, uh, and I'm going to start to get into making more videos soon. So I've gotten some help with uh, like some business coaches over the years, which was really helpful. And um, yeah, just trying different things. And it's certainly not easy to be an entrepreneur. It's, you know, in terms of being in like the healthcare system, it's, it's easier in that sense of just like, kind of know like you have a job and there's going to be a surplus of patients and there isn't any concern about that so that part was challenging to have to move into the private sector of okay now I need to like uh, get myself out there and put some effort into having people know who I am and know what I'm offering and um yeah, just get, get my message out there so the right people can find me. I'm really, really focused on, um, you know, staying in, in that belief that the people who are meant to work with me will find me. And I also have to do, uh, do some work to help them find me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I do feel like being a mom makes me a better healer and being a healer makes me a better mom because there's just so much spiritual growth and personal development that is available to parents who are parenting consciously and you know doing their best to support their child mentally and emotionally and physically and energetically and all of that so I feel like I bring in that kind of mothering, nurturing energy into my sessions, but also working with people and their, you know, their mental, emotional traumas that they experienced as, as children, it just has really helped me become even more aware of the impact that parents really do have on, on their children's uh, mental health and emotional health and development in all, all of the ways um, just by seeing like what kinds of traumatic experiences my clients have had and helping them sort through that and process that, it just helps me um, 
in in my interactions with my son and really being motivated to give him the best start possible. So, yeah, that hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. And let's uh, maybe take a little tangent, but you're doing little tangent <clears throat> here, but you're doing this all as a mom for your son and how What have been, been some of the lessons or some of the focuses, foci, whichever it is that you have um, in teaching and homeschooling your son over here? I think it's really cool that you're, you're homeschooling. You've got all these modalities going on. Um, your son's being exposed to all the cool stuff that you do. Uh, are you incorporating like nature time while you're homeschooling or medical intuitiveness? Um, how, how, is, how is that going and how do you balance all of that? Yeah, nature time um, has been a priority in his sort of homeschooling curriculum. And I would say it's, it's one of the most important things that I've been imparting on him and, you know, making sure like he's, he's always been in some type of forest school um, since the, since the beginning, since sort of kindergarten. Um, and he's still, <coughs> excuse me, uh, still in an outdoor school. He's changed classes um, over the years, but all of them have been really supportive uh, for him in connecting with nature and learning about plants and just respecting um, nature and just having more of more time, more grounding time and more time with the elements. Um, he's had wonderful teachers and he still has um wonderful teachers this year that I'm really, I would say that's one of the things I'm most proud of probably is um, exposing him to those types of outdoor programs and making that a priority um, in our personal life as well. And he is such, it, it's really sweet because he is such a believer in energy work and in what I do. It's really really beautiful um you know whenever he hurts himself or has a tummy ache or something's going on he he always asks for for some healing from me and um I also do light therapy red infrared light therapy so he's like usually very willing for me to to use those light therapy pads on him as well as doing some energy work and he just yeah, he tells me all the time how much it makes a difference. And so I have this sweet little boy that gives me this kind of feedback, um, you know, any any time that I'm supporting him in that way. And, um, and his friends are often, you know, very open to receiving um, some Reiki from me or the light therapy as well. And it's, it's, yeah, just really sweet. So he's, he's exposed to you know, um, just the, the energy world, energy medicine world pretty much every day. And I'm, I'm always trying to kind of teach something or model something about emotional intelligence as well. So just feeling, I feel like one of the most important things aside from nature time is, um, really being, present with what arises like emotionally and 
just taking time to be be with that as opposed to suppressing it. <clears throat> just gonna have some water. Mm, yeah, please. Um, Self care. Yeah, and so I mean that's a big part of my work is helping people reconnect with their body and with their emotions in a way that they can start to move these old emotions that have been stuck stuck in their body. And so that's one of the things that I also try to teach him um, to help him get, you know, stay or get more connected to his body and his emotions is really encourage him if he's crying or feeling sad, just to really be with that and, and um, really like let it out, just feel it fully. I feel, feel like if more people in the world were taught to like the importance of nature time and the importance of just being present with what is coming up in the body and the emotions and listening to those messages and just letting them, accepting them, observing them, uh, letting them flow that we wouldn't have wars and, you know, we would have much less physical disease and mental health issues. Um, so those, those are big focuses um, for me. And of course, you know, we smudge and we have crystals everywhere and mm -hmm. he's exposed to all that kind of fun stuff too. Nice. Uh, okay. And that's a pretty fun one. Yeah. What are some of your favorite crystals and are, are <laughs> they part, are they part of what you offer for any of your uh, services? Um, I would say that. <clears throat> Yes and no. I've got lots of mm -hmm. crystals in my office when I'm working with people. Mm -hmm. And I would say the time that I use them most is with kids. Um, so mm. handing them crystals to hold and getting them to intuitively place them on their body, wherever they feel like their body needs that crystal. And um, it's just a really playful way of, of connecting with children in a healing session and, you know, not making it so serious <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah like adults us, us adults you know approach our healing it can just be so serious and i really appreciate working with children because they help me see the importance of bringing just play back into into our healing um so crystals can be helpful for that uh crystal pendulums for clearing their chakras i really love to teach kids how to use a, you know, a quartz or other crystal pendulum to clear the, you know, clear their parents' chakras and, mm. you know, their parents can clear their, theirs. And I have parents tell me all the time how much, like, since they learned these techniques, they can feel when they're off and then they request, you know, that their parents clear their chakras with the pendulum and or they'll tell their parents i think we should i think we should clear your chakras or balance the chakras and wow uh, i just love that because one of the things i'm most passionate about is empowering people to know they can heal themselves mm -hmm. and um of course we all need guides and mentors i will always continue to need you know healers and guides and mentors for myself um, because we can't do it all alone. And I do feel like there is so much that we can do on our own and feel just feel empowered to do on our own. And that's one of the things that, you know, has has been what I would say, a, one of the main failures of the medical system, 
aside from the toxicity of pharmaceuticals, is the disempowerment of the public, the patients, and, you know, in terms of doctor knows best, you should just do what the doctor says, because I know, you know, I know more, I know better than you. Um, so I feel like one of the ways that I'm helping people to heal um, in general, but also the medical trauma that so many people hold in their energy fields and bodies from negative experiences they've had with the healthcare system mm. is by empowering them, teaching them how to heal themselves uh, with their awareness, with meditative techniques, breath work, that kind of thing. And just being present and accepting of, you know, their, the messages from their body and what emotions are coming up. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that I'm, yeah, really passionate about and, and recommending that people really consider using nature's elements to bring that balance into their bodies. Cause we're all made up of all of nature's elements and we really need nature to maintain that balance. Um, and what I feel is like when we're in the forest or when we're by the water, like nature is just vibrating at that frequency of love. And the, most humans in society are, you know, vibrating and sending out a lot of frequencies of fear. <laughs> and whether that's on the internet, on social media, or just like in a community in town, you can really feel the fear energy a lot in the community. And I feel like it's so important for us to get out of the town and, and get into that vibration of love. And we can do that also while we're in our homes, you know, with meditation and intention and singing and dancing and just play joyful experiences. Doesn't, we don't always have to get out to the woods, but I just find it so much easier um, to connect to that vibration of love when we're, we're in in the woods and um, communion with nature and just reminds us of really who we really are, which is, you know, a spark of light, a spark of that divine love. So I feel like a key part of my own healing um, and that I'm part of my clients is taking time, even just a minute, um, uh, you know, throughout the day, a few minutes here and there, maybe a bigger chunk of time at some point is to be in stillness, um, that mindful presence uh, place and just connecting with your heart and in a meditative place and just being with your breath. And that helps us reconnect with love. And <clears throat> when we're in that state, it allows a lot of what we've buried in our bodies to come up to the surface to be transmuted and we can do that we don't always need somebody to do that for us and i think that's just really important for people people to know there's so much they can do on their own yeah oh you're you're so right with that there are so many things we can do and so many ways that are out there it i don't know there's it's almost as if it's, oh, it's that simple. It can't be that simple, but really mm -hmm. it is that simple. And it's the simple basic stuff, barefoot on the earth, walking around, like you said, getting the sunlight, being stillness, being aware of what, 
I'm looking out the window here and I'm watching trees wave. I'm looking at all the different shades of green in the grass. Like that's just simple awareness, but it's almost like, oh, that, that can't be what it is. It needs to be complicated and involve extra knowledge. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, I feel like I always remind people that healing is is simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> so there are, you know, some things that don't feel easy about processing traumas and um, these challenging emotions to feel. So, uh, but keeping it simple is is often the way to go. And yeah, I just feel like it's important to give hope that not only can people heal themselves along with some help from others as well and you know guiding them but also that it's possible to heal from just about anything and the caveat with that I always tell people is like you know our soul has a plan for our life and our it's really our soul's choice and um, so we can heal from anything as long as that's really our path to heal and um yeah and i you know personally lived it and and witnessed my son uh, recover from conditions that could have disabled or killed him Hmm. Um, and i just feel like that's yeah that's my other big message is that it's possible to heal from really serious conditions even if the medical system gives you know a dismal kind of prognosis and diagnosis um that it it's possible and it's possible to heal in a a natural safe and gentle way that is also in harmony with nature and not contributing to more toxicity in humans or the planet yeah that is so true i completely agree with you on that there's anything is possible that's out there and the more that we hear it and spread that message and share our experiences of things that we're told are not possible the more it opens up the possibilities i think Mm -hmm. yeah wow awesome awesome well i can see we're pretty close on time here Mm -hmm. um for a couple fun questions i know you are uh where are some of your favorite places out in nature to go decompress, uh, ground yourself, get regrounded? Um, yeah, what are your favorites? And uh, feel free to be as specific or vague as you'd like because uh, it's a little sad seeing those wild places become not so wild. Yeah. Oh, there's just there's so many beautiful places I like to go to around Nelson, BC, Canada, where I'm located. Um, there's just so many hiking trails and so much water um you know for swimming or just just being next to so i I love to go to the various beaches around here and i love to walk in the woods and um you know for a while i couldn't uh really hike very much because i had joint pains in my knees and that's all healed up now and i'm so grateful to be able to hike i love really really love Kokanee Glacier um, uh, National Park there's a just beautiful heal- uh, hiking trail there I would say that's that's been one of my favorites um, but yeah just so many places 
around here. I don't think I can, I can say, you know, more specific than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Fair enough. There, there are so many, there are a lot. We are pretty, uh, pretty lucky to have all the access that we do out in that part of BC. Yeah. Columbia is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, could you real quick just give us the, the best ways to connect with you? I know you did at the start, and we'll do it one more time here at the end um, for people so that, uh, oh, and I guess, yeah, are you, do you work with people remotely for any of these things? Yeah, I work on either the phone or on Zoom um, and in person in Nelson, BC. So all of those um, options are available and uh, my website again is www.melissacrawford.ca and that's um, one of the best ways to contact me through just the contact page and all my services are listed there uh, for one-on-one -on -one sessions as well as um, any group workshop offerings that uh, I have currently going on like that Wild Hearts Collective membership as well as any mm -hmm. up and coming um, group workshops and um, yeah and then my social media it's um, you can just search me by my name Melissa Crawford yeah. um, or another way to heal is another sort of tagline so yeah that's uh, those are the best ways to, to look at what I'm up to and get a hold of me. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for all of that. And yeah, gigantic thank you for your time today. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how your journey unfolds and uh, all the magic that you manifest in your life for clients and healing and just grounding in your own personal journey. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, thanks so much, Greg, for having me on and for letting me share my story. And I hope it inspires and empowers other people and gives gives them hope um, as well. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Have yourself a wonderful day, Melissa. You too. Take care. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I list the things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness.